Hey everyone, this is Emily Haran, and today we are going behind the scenes with Kelly Bennett. Welcome, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Thrilled you're here, excited to talk about what it's like being behind the scenes with a professional Olympic skier. Why don't we start things off with you kind of giving your description of what it is that Bryce does? Sure. Yeah. So my husband, Bryce Bennett, is an Olympic downhill ski racer. Um, obviously, he doesn't just compete during Olympics. He races on the World Cup. So a lot of his season is in Europe and he does these downhill ski races going up to 100 miles an hour. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Tries, tries to go the fastest, you know. Tries to go the fastest. Okay, so that was doing a little research. I saw Bryce is labeled as, you know, alpine skier slash downhill skier. What is the difference, if there is one, between alpine skier and downhill skier? Yeah, so alpine skier is kind of just like the umbrella definition. And then within alpine ski racing, there's four uh, disciplines. And so those are broken into two categories there's <laughs> speed and technical so like slalom and giant slalom aka yeah. gs are the technical ones think like your michaela Schifrin is a technical yeah. skier and then speed skiing is downhill and super gs super giant slalom or super g oh interesting okay so does he do super gs or just the downhill yeah he does downhill and super g so basically like between slalom being on one end and downhill being on the other end the turns just get bigger and the speed gets faster okay interesting okay so we're talking 100 miles per hour i the fastest i've clocked in on a mountain according to my ski app is like in the 50 mile 50s kind of range (laughs) yeah no i i love the speed on the mountain that has got to be a little bit scary to kind of internalize like bryce is skiing faster than you are driving pretty much every single day yeah, I mean, I will qualify that saying like 100 is like the top of the top <laughs> speed one, but it's usually like around, you know, 85, which is that's insane. You know, if you think about driving 85 and then think about being like strapped to the top of your car in a spandex onesie, then you can oh kind of get an idea. of. Oh, my gosh. Idea. Tell me how you met Bryce. I would love to like kind of hear the beginning and I would love to hear like did you know you were meeting a professional skier or was that kind of sprinkled in throughout the dating experience? (laughs) Uh, I actually grew up with Bryce, which is funny. We went to preschool together and then middle school. And then he, he didn't really go to high school. You know, he's off like skiing and stuff, (laughs) but we were like in the same community. I didn't really like realize the extent of his skiing. Like where we live in Tahoe, everyone like basically is some level of high level skier um, yeah but there's like a a lot of people that kind of like stopped going to high school or go to charter schools so i like knew that he was good <laughs> yeah <laughs> he seems to be doing this a lot you know <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely didn't understand like the level of it because in the u.s we're not like big where that's not like our big sport you know it's bigger in like europe but it was kind of funny. I didn't know that he was like the level of ski racer he was, but my dad did. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> when I brought him home for the first time, my dad, you know, you want your dad to be like 
take care of my daughter or whatever. And he was just like total fangirl out. Like <laughs> it was so embarrassing. <laughs> Asking him all sorts of questions. And you're like, we are just trying to have dinner. Like that is all we're trying to do here. <laughs> like we're actually going to go. I'm not yeah. Nervous, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Okay. So you guys started dating. He was kind of already on the circuit for lack of a better word, like in the thick of things. Um, did you know, or like at what point did he kind of share with you like, Hey, like this is kind of my game plan for as long as it can work out. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it was more like my slow burn exposure to the ski racing mm. world where I was just all of a sudden like looking at him I'm like, wait, you're like a, a big deal. Like, but he like he never really outright said it um but yeah like kind of just we got to this point we started dating at like the beginning of the summer when he was home for the summer and then as we got close to fall he was gonna fly to South America for training camps and it was kind of this like moment of I'm doing the mental math of okay like all the guys on the circuit are between like 30 and 40 years old we're 22 Oh man, this is like gonna be a thing like for a long this time. This is a whole nother lifetime is what it could yeah. be like another yeah. 18 years. Holy cow. Yeah. But there was kind of this moment where I was like, okay, my choices are to do this and be with this person that I'm in love with or not be with them and not have to deal with it. So it was like pretty simple when it came down to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because I think that realization of being like, oh, okay, like, love this guy, gonna stick with him. I guess I'm actually signing up for like two people. We've got Bryce, and then we've got the ski team in whatever format that kind of comes in. And not even the ski team, just skiing as a whole. And so you kind of said like, it's, it was a nice slow burn. But like, when he goes off to training camp in the fall to South America, presumably you're, you're signed up. How was that like, making that decision and then settling in and realizing, oh, he's gone for a while. Like, what is this really going to be like? Oh, I mean, it was, it was really hard at first. Like now, now we're just like, oh, I won't see it. It's fine. You know, but it was, yeah. At first you're like, I feel like any normal girl is used to when you're dating someone, like they're around and you're like, kind of are thinking whether consciously or not, like, how can I be like such a great girlfriend? Like, what can I do for Mm -hmm. them? Like, can I see them? And like, how do I act? And like, when that person is gone and you're not like, obviously like dating anyone else, you're just alone. You're like, what do I do with all this energy? I kind of have to like get my own hobbies and like interests and (laughs) friends. I don't know. Like, and it's, and it's not to say you didn't have hobbies or interests or friends, but it, it, it does leave like a gaping amount of time. And then like something I think about is like, especially those early stages of dating and being really excited. You're like, I hope he's at least thinking about me. And I have to imagine a bit of you was like, yeah, I'm sure he's thinking about me, but like, I'm probably coming second to skiing a lot of days. That must've been like kind of an interesting balancing act of how do I, how do I like internally figure out where I stand with myself and with Bryce so that this works yeah it was a big ego check for me for sure (laughs) like you want to you know think that they're gonna like text you and call you every day but on some level that's like really mentally draining and inconvenient for everyone like yes and we're just at the time I was still in school it's like I'm just going to class and he's just 
going to training. Like we don't have anything new to talk about. There's yeah. If you're trying to get on the phone all the time at some point, it's just like, because you feel like you have to, and not actually yeah. because there's anything to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like, that's a lesson that I think most of us don't really get to learn or come to terms with in terms of like healthy communication. Um, like, especially with phones, FaceTime and everything, it feels like we're in love. Like, why wouldn't you call me? And I think like, that is, that's a thing that like most people don't even get to internalize like 20 years into a marriage. Like I might need my alone space. Yeah. I think that that parallels to like a lot of being in a partnership with someone like this is like everything you do, nothing's really like automatic. Like you're kind of thinking about every little aspect of your relationship and the way that you communicate. And it's all, it all feels like more intentional than, yeah. Yeah. Than it could be without. I like that. How long would Bryce or like how long is Bryce regularly gone for training or competitions? Like what are those gaps really? How long are they? (laughs) Well, he had to go get a special visa this year because he's going to be gone like 170 days. Oh, wow. It's like half the year. So how much of that do you get to go visit and like hang out with him or like watch him from afar? (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of, our goal is to basically be able to see each other like at least once a month. The only exception to that was like during COVID when it was like really hard to get over there. But yeah, so like I will go the main stretch that he's gone for is like basically coming up here. Um, we're yeah. recording this in November. So like just, he's gone from December to March wow. and then home for like a week and then gone until the end of April. Wow. Okay. And is it always South America or is it like popping over to Europe a little bit, wherever the snow is freshest? <laughs> <laughs> that fresh snow, you know, it always got to come <laughs> No, it's actually like mo- mostly to Europe. He goes to South okay. America for like a month um, at the end of our summer, their winter over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's in Europe like that whole time. Amazing. When you and Bryce travel and he's going for skiing things, is the like luggage situation totally out of control? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I could show you some crazy videos. Like no, I can't even imagine. <laughs> like They travel, Bryce will like we have to have a truck to get him to and from the airport. Uh, oh, wow. There's like multiple ski bags, like at least two duffel bags. And then like the smaller duffel that's a carry on and then a backpack and then ski boots. And they oh, don't have gosh. like one pair of boots and skis. Bryce has like no. 30 pairs of skis and like five <laughs> pairs of boots. It's, and uh, you got to bring most of them because like different skis for different conditions, whatever, whatever. Holy cow. That's, a pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, he has a ton of help. There's a ton of help and they've got it kind of dialed at this point. But yeah. when the team travels, they also bring like exercise bikes and barbells and stuff. On, Holy like, cow. All trains in Europe and you're like, how? Oh yeah. my gosh. I would not want to be the travel coordinator at all for that. That is like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Aaron. You do a great job. Yeah. <laughs> So how do you guys determine where you travel to? Is it more about timing and your schedule or is it more about like his race schedule and like what, what is, I don't know, important for his career or this year of his career or whatever? Yeah, we mostly kind of base it around like trying to cut those long stretches apart to smaller pieces. Okay. I go over 
to Europe for pretty much all of January. So yeah. And that coordination is pretty simple. Luckily I get to like be with him the whole time. And then my work is like, allows me to work from Europe during those weeks. It's like pretty, that's nice. Yeah. So what do you, what do you do for work? I'm a CPA an accountant. Fun. Okay. That is a job you can do remotely. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of us has to have an exciting career. And- yeah. <laughs> and the other one is Bryce, you know? I have to imagine that's actually, that is a job that is somewhat flexible enough that like you can travel and kind of do it on your computer from anywhere. Is that fair to say? Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't like technically work remotely. Like my job is based in Tahoe. I feel like mm-hmm. that's important to say because in Tahoe, yeah. there's this big stigma of like people who live here but don't work here and whatever. So disclaimer. Um, but yeah, I that's kind of like a slow se- season for me too. So it yep, kind of works out. Yeah, I can just like set up with my laptop with the other ski wives and we just are all on our little computers. Yeah. Okay, so tell me <laughs> tell me about the ski wives community. Is that like a hard group to break into or is it like a, oh my gosh, thank heavens there's someone new, like get in here, we need more friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool because you immediately have something in common. Mm-hmm. So like we there's there's not like this awkward period of like what do you do for a living? We're like, oh, you want to hang out? Let's text each other at 3 a.m. every yeah. weekend all winter long. Like, <laughs> You will be responding because we'll both be awake. Yeah. Yeah. And we all kind of have to adhere to like the same rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they're not like rules, but we, yeah, it's just like we're all trying to be supportive and hashtag not disruptive. That's like our whole motto. Oh, yeah. Okay. So tell me about that. I imagine that that spans from everything of like, trying to keep the peace just like mentally around Bryce and the other ski husbands for lack of a word or ski partners. (laughs) Well, so there's kind of like two categories of time when during the season, there's the category of time when I'm with Bryce and we're on the road together. We're, you know, going to all these different venues and hotels in Europe and driving back and forth. And then there's the other category of time, which is like when I'm home here in Tahoe and he is, in Europe still and thousands of miles away. So the main thing, like with the on the road part, yeah, you're trying to, you know, make sure that there's like plenty of food and snacks where you are and like that things are kind of organized, but you're also like, people always ask me if I'm like going to go out to the bars after races and if I'm going to do all these things. And the races in Europe, like these guys go hard. You're walking around and people are like, blacked out drunk at the train station in the morning like they're it's like tailgating over there it's crazy and like the energy is so high and you're like so full of adrenaline that you feel like you could throw up that you kind of want to like partake in that you're like I just need like I mean and we definitely have our you know like glue wine during races and stuff Yep. Uh, but like you know you can't participate in that stuff you can't you can't be the girlfriend that is banging on the door at midnight because they lost their room key and they're coming home drunk and the guy's a race the next day. Like I've yeah. seen that happen and doesn't last. It's like oh. so selfish and not why you're there. So that's yeah. like kind of our on the celebratory front, like let's say Bryce is like finishing up his racing. Do you have is there time for the two of you to celebrate or do you kind of like carve that time out? when you get back home? Like, how do you kind of celebrate the, either like the intermittent wins or the overall season wins? Yeah, during the season, we like will 
maybe after like a long, long race weekend, we'll like have a night where like all the guys and everyone is just like staying up and having some beers and stuff. But I think any 30 year old can relate that like <laughs> if you, you can't have a bunch of beers and like feel good the next day or even yeah. like multiple days later. And especially yeah. these guys, they're like, they're so hyper in tune with their bodies and their performance that it's like, it could mess up an entire week, you know? Yeah. So we, yeah, there's not too much like craziness going on. We celebrate in different ways of like, oh, we'll go like take a day off or like, I don't know, go drive somewhere for fun instead of just for racing. But yeah, keeping it pretty mellow. Yeah. So that, I mean, that makes total sense especially like in the mountains where you're at altitude and like one beer is gonna hit you real different than it does if you're you know at home somewhere else do you ski with bryce yeah i do (laughs) (laughs) you're like um technically yes (laughs) doesn't like feel like skiing when you think about the fact that what we're doing is technically both the same label (laughs) (laughs) oh The first time I skied with him, I was so nervous. And he like told me this story about how he like went on a ski date with some girl in high school and she was super slow. So he ditched her. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, we're like waiting in line for the lift. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? You're like, how fast am I going to have to go? Like, I can't be left on this mountain. Did you, I assume growing up in Tahoe area, you also grew up skiing so you, you must be yeah. somewhat formidable on the mountain if you had asked me that like eight years ago I'd be like yeah I'm like, <laughs> great <laughs> but now like everyone I ski with like my bar of like good yeah. skiing is like going to the Olympics so I'm like I'm <laughs> do you uh, feel like skiing with Bryce has like improved your skills as a skier yeah for sure we actually um I like grew up skiing. I never, I don't even remember learning how, like I just yeah. went and like my parents would just take me and like, be like, okay, you know, send it. Yep. Whatever. Um, I didn't have like a technical skiing education. Yeah. So I can get down anything, but it's like not pretty. And so Bryce has been helping me by my requests. He's been like helping improve my skiing. Like literally he calls it Bryce's ski school for girls who can't <laughs> ski good. <laughs> Perfect name. Perfect name. (laughs) So we'll like do little drills and stuff for a while, but yeah, I love skiing with Bryce now. It was embarrassing at first, but I'm over that. You know, I'm married. He can't go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like you can't not be skiing. That's presumably like, not only is it his career, but he must love doing it in his free time as well. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, to be honest, he like does not like to ski on his free time. I think it's like burned out part of him. Uh, yep. More, more now in recent years than it was before. But yeah, like it definitely was born as a passion. And now it's like he's skied 200 days already this year. Like yeah. he, if he's off, he wants to go do something else. Yeah. Wow. Bryce has been competing like professionally for at least a decade. Is that? accurate is it longer yeah since he i mean he hasn't been home for christmas with his parents since he was 17 so that's wow. like kind of when he started yeah and then you were saying like folks on the training team are 30s to 40s so like he's like in theory got a really long career you know assuming his body stays in tune and his head is still yeah, kind of in the game when the two of you you know you guys are planning your life together how do you like think about 
what you want your future to look like, knowing that there's these huge gaps in terms of being together, but also like where his career will continue to take him. Yeah, that kind of is back to what I was saying earlier about like the intentionality of it all. Yeah. It's it's something that I really love about being with Bryce is I never feel like we're doing things because it's like the next thing to do as like at our age. The hamster wheel. That's what I call it, the hamster wheel. You're like, oh, you went to college, you got a job, you got married, now you're having kids. It's like, okay, you don't always have to follow that path. <laughs> yeah. And like, definitely, you know, we want those things. Like Bryce and I definitely want to have kids and all of that, but it's kind of cool and challenging to like, think about, okay, what does that look like? And we really have to think about like, what the consequences of that are like, yeah, you know, Bryce is the kind of guy where he's like, I like a bunch of guys on the circuit have kids, you know, he's like, we could do that. But he's like, I know myself and I'm not going to want to spend all this focus and energy on my ski racing. If there's like, if I have children. Yeah. And so, and also I don't want to be like a stay at home mom for half the year. Like a single mom. That sounds like impossible. That is like, yeah. I mean, like being a mom seems like the most challenging, thankless job ever. And like, I am impressed with everyone who takes that jump into being the stay at home primary caregiver. I do not have kids, full disclaimer, but like that is the most overwhelming thought for me at this phase in my life where I'm like, I am not ready for that type of shift. I am not ready for being that sole person for X amount of time in the year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. So like we, you like, you're like, okay, I want to do those things, but I like, hell yeah to the girls that sacrifice that and are like, I'm going to be a single mom. Yep. Like while away or figure out a, a solution. But yeah, I'm like not willing to make a sacrifice. Totally. If that means our life like looks a little differently and that we're like behind some of our friends and like have to make these adjustments. Like, I don't know. I signed up for that nine years ago and I'm still still feeling good about that. Yeah. Yeah. Really good about that. That's also, I think that's a really interesting, like, you know, at a different pace than your friends. I think like, there's a little bit of FOMO as your friends kind of go through like that standard timeline and like that process of like getting married, having kids works really well for them. What does it, do you ever feel like talking to your girlfriends or even your family? Like there's just like, people just don't get it because they just are not in that situation of like not seeing their husband for months out of the year. And like, it creates a little bit of a challenge relating to people about what you're going through. Absolutely. Like I, it's always funny to me when a friend is like, Oh, like he's going out of town for work. I'm not going to see him this weekend. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh no. Like, you Poor are you. <laughs> I obviously have empathy for it. Cause I know exactly how hard it yeah. is, but I'm like, but yeah, there's certain things that Bryce and I have this like ongoing list of like, things that we both really want to do that we just kind of have to wait to do like skiing. It's like, you can't half-ass two things. You got a whole ass one thing, right? It's like, we're, we're going to both focus on his skiing career. And then we have this like laundry list of like, Oh, like our friends are building a house right now. And we really want to do that someday, but we can't. And I feel the FOMO and I feel like 
trying to like, you know, morph it into excitement for them and not make it about me. But yep. I feel all these things and I'm like, okay, well just add it to this list. Like, yep. Knowing that you fully intentionally made this decision with Bryce, right? Like his career is kind of the priority right now. I think you can be like totally bought in on that and still feel like a little bit of resentment or like a little bit of like feeling bad for yourself being like, oh, like I sometimes wish like sometimes it feels like that grass is a little greener. Do you ever feel like you get stuck in that when like you're looking at your friends picking out tiles for their new house or whatever it is? <laughs> uh, honestly, no. Like I think a big, big thing that has to be done like really intentionally is like you really have to leave your ego at the door. Yeah. Like so often you want to be like, oh, you know, they don't, I should be the priority because everything mm -hmm. on Instagram tells me that like if you, yeah. if he loves you, you're the priority. And like, I, I know that Bryce prioritizes me, but I also know that we very intentionally like sat down and both decided together, like with the permission of both of us, like it was both of our decisions to focus on what he's doing right now. And that wasn't because I'm a pushover. That wasn't because he's like this controlling guy who just wants to like yeah. do his thing. It's like, no, we both understand that one person d trying to do one thing is not as powerful as two people trying to do one thing. So yeah. I have an opportunity to like help fulfill his dreams. Like that to me is so much cooler than like just working nine to five all the time. I did not make it as a professional athlete of any kind, but I <laughs> love someone who did. And I like, I still, you know, if I can like take a little bit of credit for that and like, just like, yeah, be, be part of that. It, it's, I don't know. It's more exciting to me than it is FOMO-y. I'm almost like more worried about like what life's going to look like for us when this is over, you know, <laughs> like how are we going to replace that excitement with like my CPA job? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did the taxes really fast this year? It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I really like how you said, you know, like one person going after something, two people working towards the same goal is a lot more powerful. I think that's really like at the core of what, you know, this is my opinion, but like of what makes marriage work. Like you have a common goal and like, obviously there's many common goals, you know, stay together forever, but like there are life goals and like Bryce's ski career is not pushing you to the side by any means. It's like you can help him get further. And that is, that's like a really beautiful thing to be able to have in your relationship. I think that's very cool. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So with all your free time, like, what do you, what do you do on your weekends and your evenings? Like, are you someone that has a good list of TV shows going? Do you read? Are you doing your own outdoorsy things? Like, how do you kind of fill your time with Bryce, you know, being out of the picture? That's not the fact. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, he's not home. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I got really into like working out and, um, and I read a lot. I read a ton. And it's actually kind of funny because I get in the swing of, and I play like the most overcomplicated dorky board games with my friends. Like we're talking <laughs> like multi-hour, multi-stage, like, like Catan times a hundred. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But it's kind of funny because then when Bryce does come home, there's always this like adjustment period for us where I like have this agenda. I've been like waking up at five and then reading and falling asleep at 8.30. Yep. And then like he gets home and I'm like, uh, like, okay, let me try to 
like I obviously want to hang out with you. I haven't seen you in weeks, but I'm like, okay, well, it just is like totally different. Yeah. Schedule. Adjusting your internal clock a little bit and like, yeah. 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 How, when Bryce comes home, do you save that time for yourself? Uh, I mean, luckily there's a lot of overlap um, where like, I hope this doesn't embarrass you, Bryce, but like he (laughs) plays the dorky board game sometimes too, you know? Uh, Yeah. With less excitement than you, but participate. And then like the exercise, that's something that actually like Bryce kind of got me into when we first Mm. started dating. So like we really share that and we love to do that together. And then we just will sometimes like tweak the way it works. Like, sure, maybe I go to the gym in the morning, but if he's home and we have time, like maybe instead we'll go backpacking or like we spent a time like outside or go skiing together or something kind of, you know, morph it together into one. Okay. So if he kind of like got you into the exercise thing, do you feel like you and Bryce kind of skew more towards those like lifestyle activities or are you guys like pumping iron in the gym with the best of them? (laughs) We're doing CrossFit together. Oh shit. Oh shit. (laughs) That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to the gym and doing CrossFit. Um, Yeah. That's insane. I CrossFit is like, I look at it and I'm like, man, I would get so amped up doing that, but I would also be like, that just feels like one of those things where I'm like, would I have the energy to show up to that every day? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I don't know either. (laughs) Uh, Tell me a little bit about what it's like, like introducing Bryce to other people or when other people ask like, Hey, what does your husband do for work? Like I, you know, when Bryce is like, Hey, oh yeah, my wife, she's a CPA, blah, blah. Everyone's like, cool. Like I'm familiar with that. I feel like being like, oh, my husband skis. Like what are the varying degrees of responses you give to that question? Like, what does your husband do? I, one, avoid it at all costs if I can. <laughs> like I really do. Um, like sometimes people uh, or like, I have to tell my clients, I'm like, I'm going to Europe for a month. They're like, why? I'm like, oh, I'm going to be with my husband. He travels for work, you know, like, yep. Easy. But yeah, I don't know if they are like direct, like what does your husband do for work? It kind of depends on the person asking. Like if if it's someone who's going to kind of like get it or like, I feel like it'll turn into a good conversation. I'll be like, oh, he's a professional ski racer on the U S ski team. If it's someone who's like my accounting client in Sacramento, who's like a 50 year old woman who like loves bowling and her cats, this is not going to, the conversation is going to benefit either one of us. Like, yep. I'll just be like, oh, like he's a professional skier anyway, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> and just like try. move it along. Yep. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like, do you feel like people <laughs> like really kind of get it and like understand what it means like a travel schedule a workout schedule probably like a whole different grocery list yada 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 do you feel like that that like people can internalize or do you think people just get jazzed up like oh she's married to an olympian (laughs) i mean it's the like you said it perfectly it's like the olympics people get psyched like they they're like oh my god like he went to the olympics like yeah he's been to two olympics like like oh my gosh is he training for the next one and like well the Olympics are like a very, very small, short, and honestly kind of inconvenient thing for these guys. Like his, yeah, his schedule is like all year, like every year it's the full winter, but in the U S people are like, 
oh, like kind of it goes that way about the Olympics. No. In Europe, people are like, Bryce Bennett, that's so cool. Like they, <laughs> they know who he is and they're excited and they're like, he's so tall, you know, like, two meters. <laughs> like, they can never not mention how tall he is. Yeah. I mean, in my research, it literally said he's like one of the tallest downhill skiers. Is that like, Unchar- I mean, it must be uncharacteristic, but like clearly that's something to write home about. Yeah. Well, in the, it's not beneficial to ski racing. Yeah. That's what you're wondering. Um, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, he's just like, in a, it's all like a speed sport and he's yeah. just not aerodynamic unless he can get himself into this like tiny tuck. And the equipment isn't made, it's like made for average people, you know? Like uh-huh. obviously at that level, it gets more custom, but like yeah. his, He's got all kinds of crazy like boot things and stuff. I don't even, the details will bore every single person who listens to this. <laughs> Interesting. It's not like cut and dry, yeah. Yeah, okay, so you said something about the Olympics being inconvenient. And so kind of curious, like the Olympics once every four years, so you can't like plan every other competition schedule around it. Is it still kind of like creme de la creme competition like world competition or are there other races that are a lot more intense and a lot more like um, decorative in terms of winning them? So the Olympics have like specific requirements about the people from each country that can compete. And so like any world cup that you go to on like a normal season um, of Bryce's, it's like Austrians, Swiss, um, some Americans, Canadians, Norwegians, like it's like a couple countries and like they're the main guys yeah you know and then at the olympics there's a bunch of like instead of having the 10 austrian guys they can have like five of those guys and then they have five people that are like you know from south america or just like countries that aren't as competitive in ski racing and so you're not getting the you're not seeing the top performers in the world you're seeing like the top performers of each country it's still exciting but yeah but it's different then yeah and like it's so much like pomp and show and that it's yeah i think you know that's like mid-season for those guys they have races after the olympics where it's like okay you're gonna go to this deep deep foreign country like they're going to beijing which is like way out of you know different time change whole new sleep schedule to adjust to you're there for two weeks so you can race one day oh my gosh and yeah and you're like going to all these shows i mean i think it's like it's fun and they're all so honored and excited to be there, but it's not easy. Yeah. It's not normal. <laughs> have you, have you gone to watch the Olympics? No. Um, the ones that Bryce has gone to were Pyeongchang in Korea and then Beijing, okay. which was like COVID where no yep. one was allowed to go. Yep. Okay. So, and when, when apologies, if this has already happened, but when does Bryce find out if he makes like the next Olympic team? Cause I'm, I'm selfishly asking on your behalf, if you get to go to the Olympics. <laughs> uh, I mean, chances are good, you know, nice. Knock on wood. Uh, the next Olympics are in Italy, which I think is going to, it's at a venue that they already race. So it'll oh, be, nice. it'll be exciting. And yeah, yeah, like if he does, I'm going to those for sure. For sure. I like, I don't know what it is, but like sports, movies slash events are like the thing that make me most emotional like oh I cry so <laughs> yeah right and so like I like getting to go to the Olympics wow my fingers are crossed for you and Bryce for sure <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, the emotional aspect is a freaking roller coaster. Like even at even at the normal races, one of my best ski wife pals, Sarah, Jared Goldberg's partner, we were watching a race and Jared came down in third where it was like looking like he was gonna get his first podium ever of his entire career. And that was my like one of my favorite moments of my entire life was watching her face, you know, we're we're both screaming the entire time and you're watching the time yeah. and you're like, Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit and then like her face just like exploded and she just tears just started streaming down her cheeks and she was screaming and I've never seen like such like raw emotion and excitement and it was so like, I'm like getting oh, choked like, up like, listening to this like <laughs> it was like the best moment of spectating skiing like ever like I oh my god I, yeah oh, I have like chills reliving yeah. it that's okay so the excitement of like I don't I don't want to call it being the spectator but like being that invested in the sport and whatnot sounds like you've gotten some really great opportunities to travel thanks to it what else do you feel like Bryce's career has kind of like given you in terms of opportunities to like explore new things I mean I already said travel but what else has it given you? Uh, there's definitely that more like tangible aspect of like, I've seen a ton of cool places that I would yeah. never get to go. And like the way that I get to travel Europe, like, no, I'm not free to make my own schedule and go see all the touristy things, but it's also like way more affordable and kind of more intimate in those yeah. areas. But the biggest thing about being with Bryce for me has been like what it's done for me mentally. Mm. Like he being around someone who's like that, like, I want to say competitive, but that's almost not quite right. Like competitive, but also just like driven. Um, yeah, driven. And they, he just has this mental attitude that like, okay, you want to do something, you figure out what you need to do to get there. And then you just do it. And then like, of course, everyone like knows that on paper, but it's yeah. not, but no one really practices it where he's just like, he like thinks I can do anything all the time. Yeah. He thinks I could like take over the world and he like doesn't let me have any excuse why not. Like he's like, okay, yep. just like go do that then. Like whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and then the aspect of being apart too. It's like, yeah. I feel like I'm way more independent now because of that. Like I'm almost grateful for it. That's really cool. It's, it's very, I mean, uh, one of the things that I think like the coolest about being married is like, you do have someone that for some reason thinks that you are unstoppable and like the greatest human <laughs> ever, but like, it is really, it's really incredible to like have someone who like you watch and you're like, holy shit, like you're taking over the world and you think like, I'm right there with you. Like that is, that's such exactly. a great feeling. It's such a great feeling. Yeah, like sometimes it's annoying because you're like, yeah, but I just don't want to. Like, <laughs> Let me cry about it for just a few more minutes. <laughs> yeah, like all I want you to do is tell me I don't have to do any of the hard things and just like give me a little kiss on the forehead. Like, come on. <laughs> They're like, no. No. They know that it's possible if you'd put in the work, which like, I guess that's like the other thing that's really cool to see is like to your point of like what you see on Instagram everyone's like oh you just have to put yourself out there it's like no you have to like do the work and most people are not willing to do the work and you are with someone who like obviously skill talent opportunity all those things exist but there's also just like the drive and the commitment to doing that work and like that is very inspiring to get to be kind of 
partnered up with. Yeah, you almost kind of forget what it's like to be around like normal people because you're around that all the time. And then you are around like either like you see it on social media or you're like around maybe like a couple that you know that isn't like that. And you're like, oh my gosh, have you guys ever had like a real conversation in your life? Like we have no choice but to have real conversations all the fucking time to make sure that like we're both getting what we need. We're both going in the direction we want. And there's some people that are just like floating through and you're like, oh my God, like there's so many, there's such a range of, (laughs) there's such a range. And like, I, my husband and I, this, uh, this is terrible. Maybe not. Maybe you do the same thing, but we're always like, damn, we are, we're a better couple than most people. (laughs) We're like, we know how to communicate. Like we go after it. And then like looking at those other relationships that don't have those hard conversations, you're like, I don't know that I would make it through. I don't know at all. (laughs) Yeah. I really think that it's part of like, when you start off with like this almost like power dynamic of like someone is skateboarding or someone is skiing, like someone is doing something that they're not going to sacrifice for a girlfriend or a wife, then you like immediately know right off the bat, you're like, okay, we're going to have to have these tough conversations because like, yeah, I am really supportive of Bryce, but I'm also a woman who like wants to be loved by their husband and know that all the time and have my own emotional needs met. So like, we're like, okay, we have to figure this out every step of the way. Yep. And yeah, we have those conversations too, where we're just like, watch a fight go down and something. And we're like, this is kind of messed up, but do you feel like we're just like really nailing this marriage thing? Like, <laughs> yeah. we're like crushing this. We're kind of like <laughs> having the best time ever. Hmm. <laughs> like, are we really good at being yeah. married? Like, totally. Okay, so when you and Bryce don't ski, what's your warm weather activity? <laughs> uh, well, we go backpacking. This is like the one thing that I've like given Bryce that is okay. like a hobby of his that I've taken on. We go like backpacking and camping quite a bit but also that that's like mostly centered around fishing we fish fly fish or regular fish i don't know what the regular is called i just know fly (laughs) fishing (laughs) well when we go camping we'll just fish using spinning rods so not fly fishing yep and then when we we have a we have two fishing boats so we spend we do that a lot yeah this year we took on hunting which was a huge time suck it was so fun to learn together and also challenging because usually it's like Bryce knows how to do the thing and then he teaches me how to do the thing so doing something where neither of us know was an exercise in patience but also fun interesting Uh, so on the hunting front I'm very curious about this I have like a dream where it's like I only eat the meat that I like hunt or I know where it's been hunted locally. Were you guys interested in hunting for the sport of it because it's similar to like kind of the camping, hiking, fishing aspects, or is there also that kind of like lifestyle aspect embedded as well? It's mostly the lifestyle aspect. Like it's the exact same, like you just said, we're like, that's why we fish too. Like we go fishing and we bring home a bunch of tuna and stuff fills our freezer And so, yeah, there's like this insane satisfaction that comes from eating something that you killed. And like, even when you get it home, like processing it, like you feel one super grateful to the animal and to the place you live. But then also you're just like, dang, like I know where this came from. I know that there's not a bunch of bullshit. And I think when you're a professional athlete, like you have to, or like even just like a normal person, like you and me, you have to, you think about the food you eat a lot and like how it affects your health and your life and it's like a big 
a priority for both of us. Totally. I like the U.S.'s food processing is like something I hate thinking about because like the deeper you get into it, the scarier it is. It's terrifying. It's so bad. Okay. So then on this like long list of like post Bryce's ski career, when things calm down, like is your future home going to be like a little bit of a farm? <laughs> okay. So the farm thing, I also tried gardening this year and it did not go well. I mean, can't win them all. Disclaimer that we, yeah, we live at 6,000 feet and it, we have a very short summer. It's like, it's cold here. Yeah. So that's my excuse at this moment. But then I also have a neighbor across the street who isn't having my issues. So I Okay, so maybe not growing the produce, but maybe a few chickens or something. Yeah, like we live out in California. There's enough other people doing the produce that we could just like get theirs and feel good about it. And yeah, I think we definitely want to like get more into hunting and become more successful. And that's like a huge priority for both of us is just like health and food. And it's like definitely something we're going to work on. (laughs) That's super cool. That is like... I'm really impressed that you guys are like taking the step to learn how to hunt. I am not there yet, but I think like the other thing that can be challenging is it, it feels again to like your point of Bryce being like, you just have to put in the work to do it. It feels really daunting to be able to kind of like build that life of sustainability or like health that you really want, because like there are a lot of barriers naturally in the way. And so like taking it upon yourself to learn how to hunt, like that's sick. That's really cool. It's exactly what you said, though. Like, if it was just me, you know, there's no way. I'd be too intimidated by it. Hello, fresh. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Bryce is like, well, all we have to do is, like, watch 500 hours of YouTube. And and then we can do what they're doing. And he's, like, not afraid to try anything either. He's like, I don't care, like, if I look like a fool or whatever. I'm just like gonna go out and try and then I just am like you do the research I'll tag along yeah it'll be great (laughs) perfect and uh who's who's the bigger chef um probably me yeah definitely me but he (laughs) Bryce gets in the kitchen for sure but I cook most of our food definitely yeah I feel like um especially with Bryce gone like you you either get like really good at fooling around with recipes or you like nail down like three of your go-tos and you're like, and now cooking is easy for me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fun to like explore, but it's definitely a big time for like girl dinner. You know, it's like sometimes I ran out of milk. So I'm having a smoothie that's literally with like water and like protein. And I'm like, this is fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. My, yeah, no, whenever my husband is gone, I'm like, like I graze. I'm like, I'll have a little bit of this. Oh, I'll have some avocado toast. Okay. I'm going to heat up like the sausage. And I'm like, I had the most bizarre meal, uh, but it was very (laughs) well-rounded and filling. (laughs) Half a jar of pickles and a leftover burger patty from yesterday. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Um, when, when is Bryce next racing? Like when are you next year and him on? Um, his next race is the weekend after Thanksgiving, like first weekend of December. It's the only one that's in the U S so it's actually super exciting because if anyone wants to watch it, they can just watch it like live, not at a normal time. (laughs) (laughs) Where, uh, where, where is the race? It's in Beaver Creek, Colorado. It's like Vail, Colorado. 
and that's easy enough for you to travel to to go watch yeah it's definitely a lot easier than like <laughs> Norway, euro trip you know? yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um amazing well kelly thank you so much for the time this was so fun yeah thank you emily this was super fun all right i'm going to close this out here